welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, which is a podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to discuss a video game t- about <laughs> a video game from their past that is special to them, and we get into why. Uh, we talk as much about what made playing that game special and what our guest loves about it, as we will, about the context of how they fell in love with it for the first time. A little bit of housekeeping up top is that if you like the show, or even if you don't, you just are going to listen and do what I say, which please follow along, you can find us on social media and give us a follow and engage with us there. We're on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod and on Twitter at callmebyyourgame, but there's just one Y, so that's B-Y-O-U-R. You can see all the stuff we're up to, the cool episode art I make, learn a little bit about our guest, and all sorts of fun stuff. So check us out there. You can also support the show by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts uh, or anywhere where you listen to shows. I see the ones from Apple, but if you leave a review somewhere else, uh, share it with me, uh, whether it's on social or whatever, and I will uh, read it on the show, especially if it's not bigoted or rude. Uh, So yeah, leave us a five-star review somewhere. You can share the show with a friend, whether they love the game we're discussing today, the guest that I have on today, or even just video games in general. And last but not least, definitely check us out on Patreon. Uh, if you like listening to this show and the other shows on the, this network, like Video Games a Comedy Show, Reactivators, all sorts of stuff, we have a bunch of bonus content uh, that comes out almost every day during the week. We have a Patreon-exclusive uh, podcast. So check us out at patreon.com slash radio. That's it for the housekeeping, and I'll introduce our guest. I've got to say, the most patient guest I've ever had, which is saying something, because I've sure had some patient guests. Please welcome to the microphone uh, a father in his own right, a father of improv, so I've heard, and the probably the biggest Eagles fan that has ever you know, graced this earth, Johnny Schwarzbein. Welcome to the show. Hi. Oh, I was just, I was giving you space in case you wanted more housekeeping up top. No, it's cool. I, I wrapped that part up. Because uh, I'm very I... patient, so I was just seeing if you needed any more Patreon time. You know what? Now that you say that, I will actually take you up on that. Uh, <laughs> if you're interested, we did just wrap up the Legend of Zelda Games Club, where we talked about almost every single mainline Zelda game in a book club style format. Big honking episodes for you. At the ten dollar DJ Toad tier, so check us out there. Um, four John, swords. Thanks. Did you Th- did you cover four swords? We is that admittedly line? that is one that that is one of two that we did not cover because we did not have access to it. Uh, so we covered all the other me. sixteen. You should have called me. Do you have four swords on GameCube? No. Oh, just should have called you just to check in. Yeah, um, and I would have been like, "Hey, man, sorry, got nothing." Well, <laughs> you know what? I guess I'll check in with you the next time, but uh, that is a game uh, that I have a little experience playing and, and do want to get to at some point. Um, yeah, I don't have I don't have a GameCube just yet. That was ooh. like the only Nintendo system that I really didn't have like any sort of like attachment or that's remember right. playing too many games that well. So yeah, that's we... really that's my retro game collection is almost all the stuff that like I remember. Yes. That's you did mention that the other day when we were texting. Um, but no shame, you know. You don't have to be a Cube fan. I mean, I think less of you for it, but well, yeah. There's like 
like the Metroid game on it is great. Yes. But I'm not a huge Metroid fan and it has the best game uh, uh Mario Party games of the Mario Party series. Uh but you know, I got my Mario Party 2 on N64 and I got my Mario Dude. Party 8 on Wii, so So you got a few. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> I love 2 is probably my personal favorite. Um it's that's the I think the only one that I actually own besides yeah, I, the newer ones. Yeah, I kept reading like five or six of the best ones on GameCube, mm-hmm. and then two is probably the next one. Yeah, dang. Um, well, Johnny, welcome to the show. Glad Thank you're you. here. Thank you. So having not me. only patient, but gracious in giving me even more time mm-hmm. to plug the Patreon. Um, we know each other through the improv community. I had gotten to watch you for years, and then by sheer fate, and I say fate in the most dire of ways because sometimes fate can be good but you know in a in what i can only describe as turning the world into its darkest timeline we were placed on uh, a legendary mess hall team together we've had a few busters on before um and that's how we've you know since kept up as friends uh but that and that's how i know you you have done a bunch of commercials you've done a bunch of tv uh you're uh, you've you moved within the last year, yes, um, yeah. which is huge. But what do you want people to know about you? Who the heck is Johnny's Forest Uh Just the funniest person alive. <laughs> That's it. I I don't I I don't want to be too uh, have anything too boastful or braggy. But oh, but I but, just want people to think of me as the funniest person alive. Well, unfortunately, I think there's a there few are dead guys people. that are funnier than me, but and that's and that's it, and then it's you, and then uh, it's me. Unfortunately, I think there are people out there who are who agree with you, who've probably seen you perform and hold the same opinion that you hold of yourself. They should. Yeah, they'd be uh, right. Well, I wish I could argue with it, but gosh darn it, Johnny, I really can't. Yeah, you um, hear that? You hear that? Curl it. Yeah, you think Dennis has ever played a video game? I don't know. If if Dennis Curlett listens to this episode, I want you I want you to hear this, Dennis. Connor thinks I'm way funnier than you. Well, to be fair, I didn't say that, but you know, uh, you said Dennis, I'm the funniest if, person alive, and he's alive. Well, you know, it's hard to it's really hard to say. Uh, I got you, Dennis. If you're uh, listening to this, I got you. Check out Paradox Lost wherever you get your movies. Um, Good plug. Yeah, great plug. We've had other busters on. We've had uh, Kimia was an early, early guest. Uh, Mia's been on the show, and I think that's actually it. But Mikaela, I have on my list to come on someday. Mm. Um, so we, we'll maybe round out the roster. Yeah, go go ahead and rank all of us. Yeah, all okay, of your friends so... on busters. I want you to rank us from like your favorite to your least favorite. As just people, right? Like your people. Quality now, if of it character? was funny, I'd be at the top. Just like person. Well, rate your friends. Rate your friends for the listeners. Well, obviously, um, you know, we're going to include the two coaches we had. So uh, Sarah Claspel and Andrew Hansen, one and two. Um, yeah, and but then, what order? Sarah, one, okay. Andrew, two. Oh, Andrew yeah. knows he's not the top, yeah. but he's up there as a person. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it's a tie for, uh, I guess, 10th place. Uh, everyone ties for 10th after that. Okay, think- so all of your teammates and your friends... For the last five years, you would all rank them your least favorite? 
I would rank all. Uh, technically, actually, there's eight of you. If if we're which we do, yeah, like we would Purcell. all tie for last place in your mind. We wouldn't tie for third place. We would all tie for tenth. Actually, place. I think Purcell is third, but then the rest of you tie for eleventh. <laughs> so um, there's that. But well, Johnny, uh, thank just you. For not I being... just wanted the listeners to know how little you think of your friends. No, it's good. They, you know, they've come to know me as a very patient empathetic person but i want them to know that off pod i'm absolutely the opposite i'm gonna uh, get by the end of this episode i'm gonna get you off that that podcast host tone that you have it sounds no. like you're, you're trying to be very polite at some sort of like kiosk or <laughs> like you're you're trying to be a very nice bank teller you're just like i'm, I'm very i'm very you know well spoken and i'm polite always- and I'm hosting a podcast. Go ahead and look us up at patreon.com for all your Patreon needs. I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get I'm gonna make you squeal. <laughs> you know, Johnny, to be fair, I've you've have always told me from the moment I met you that I am kiosk material, which no arguments here. I'm absolutely kiosk material. And I did know, I was like, if I agree to have and by agree, I mean I invited you on. I was like, if I have Johnny on, there's a s- pretty solid chance he's going to just try to disrupt. And You're just a sweet little boy. It's true. Yeah, I'm uh, going to get you. Say a curse word. But I really elongate the first, like, the first syllable before okay. you, like, pronounce um, it. How about this? Ass. Hole. Well, I just went with ass. No, but say um, asshole. Say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat an asshole. Johnny, I gotta let you know, you're not driving this train, pal. Um, Johnny, before we get into your history with video games in general, sure. what game are we going to talk about for the main event later? Uh, well, when I was choosing a game, I was looking through your past guests, you know, the 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 episode list, and God, some of them picked fucking stinkers, just like just <laughs> objectively bad games that they I love it. It's latched a game about- their their it's- childhood memories onto. Uh, I'm not going to call some people out by name. There was a good one. Someone picked uh, WWF No Mercy. That's a good one. Uh, but man, they're Shout just some Gould. just some real stinkers. <laughs> just some real crappy games. I, you know what? That's what makes the show great. Is we got all we we got all kinds of games and all kinds of people. No, that yeah, great Including guests, you, just so. awful game picks. And so when I was choosing what game we were going to discuss on this episode, not only was I because I have you know. We're going on 35 years of video game experience. I'm Only definitely 35? your oldest. I'm definitely your your oldest guest. Well, I remember you know when the NES came out and I was four, so that's I'm 39 okay. now. So yeah, 35 years. There we go. And not only was I going to pick a game that was like like meant something to me that I have like a lot of time experience and mm. like you know emotional connection to, but I was going to pick a good one. So that sure. narrowed down my list uh, a lot. And I was thinking, like, what game, which which game has not been tackled by anyone uh, that was good, that I have a live stream? A lot of games popped up in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just hours, days, weeks spent uh, pro wrestling on NES, karate champ on NES. Maybe wow. I'll go that route. Uh, and then I was thinking maybe I do Bubble Bobble on NES, Mega mm. Man 2 on NES. Because I want to go a little older because, you sure. know, 
you know, I'm not going to pick like a, you know, oh, this Nintendo Switch games. It came out here. three so, weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fortune Street. No, no, no. Uh, so I was like, okay, old. Maybe I do like Primal Rage or Killer Instinct Ooh. on like Super Nintendo. And then I was looking at the list and I'm like, man, they're a huge. There's like one gaping hole in the catalog of video games that should have been talked about now. Mm. And so I went with uh, a, a classic uh, genre altering, some would say genre like creating game. Mm-hmm. And that game is Street Fighter 2. And oh boy, it's going to get fun. It's going to be fun to get into uh, because they're also just a conversation we had off pod was i was like which version you're like well i played a lot of them so we're going to talk about street fighter 2 in general (laughs) um i'm really excited about that but let's go back to the beginning first johnny and talk about your history with games in general sure sounds like the nes was big for you was that sort of like your first like your introduction to games in general Uh, no my dad was Hmm. like uh, a big like new tech guy so like when like cell phones were thing and he was he was also like a, an er surgeon at the time so like cell phones when and pagers when that like started he was like you know gotta get one of those uh so he had that first big brick uh Dude, what a pioneer amazing uh but he was big in like like new tvs and like the new tech thing and so when the atari 2600 came out he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna get that and so yeah we wow. we played the heck out of that just like Man, hours spent on the, you know, the family room floor, just you know, on our elbows with our legs up in the air, just just joystick, grinding that joystick down, just like Yars Revenge and Berserk. <laughs> I remember playing a ton of Berserk, you know, and Pitfall and Frogger. And wow, just, yeah, it's good to get someone of your uh, of your uh vintage johnny on the show because there's old are, man just say it yeah. old man well, you know it's good to I have was, an old man on the pod you know sure uh it, it absolutely is um, back in my day <laughs> oh, no, the video all... game controller had one button one he's, big red button he's getting and you would even... just you would push it as fast as you could somehow getting even older than this normal time allows uh, yes. as we record oh. Um, oh no he's actually dying the television now. didn't even have a remote okay somebody kill this old man please yes um, well you've named some games we haven't even like even heard mentioned on the show so this is really exciting um but you also seem to have a bunch of from the atari 2600 was the next the next i guess adventure for you was it the nes yeah it was the nes because uh, he wasn't going to get like whatever the atari was it 5,800 or 5,200 sure. or the 7,800 is just like bigger and weirder. Uh, and because we had an Atari, my mom was like once one system at a time. So no Intellivision, no ColecoVision, that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um, so NES was the new big thing. And my dad was like, I am getting this. Yeah. Uh, and, we go, dad. yeah and we had that. And man, we played it. He would always do a thing where uh, he would get a new tech thing and then for himself. <laughs> realized he didn't like it very much and then give it to us so that was kind of the nintendo thing the one game the one video game like he ever played for more than like a second that i remember him like wanting to play and play with us was duck hunt he was Ooh. a big duck hunt guy so yeah 
he would he would have us hook up the TV in his bedroom, and he would lay on the bed <laughs> and then just like zap, like try and shoot from the bed. Yep. Yeah. So oh, I, man. yeah, NES, uh, just so much time logged into that machine. Yeah, I would say like Bubble Bobble, uh, Karate Champ, which some you could consider that like the starting of the fighting game genre. Sure. I guess pro wrestling. Again, I played a ton of pro wrestling. Uh, yeah, Mega Man, Mega Man Two, RC Pro Am, Micro Machines. Played a lot of that. Were you also uh, like a classic Nintendo franchise kid? Did you play the Mario's, Zelda? Oh yeah, at of all? course. I mean, like yeah. you can't you can't own a Nintendo as a kid. I remember uh, I lived in El, El Paso, Texas. That's where I grew up, and so hmm. it never snowed. And one day, uh, it snowed. Whoa! Uh, and it was. I mean, when I say snow, I mean like the tiniest, like let a half an inch was on the ground, and it was gone. Uh, and we drove to school because it was like, it's fine. And then everyone was freaking out. It's like, school's canceled all over El Paso <laughs> because like half an inch of snow. Uh, everyone's going crazy. And so our carpool turned back around and went back to our house. And they were just like, okay, you know. And we we just spent all day beating Super Mario 2. Dude. That was like the game that just came out. That Was, was a that great, you and your brother? Great time. Me and my brother, uh, I think uh, one of his friends, Ricky Rosen, uh, you know, the crew, the crew. Oh, of course, just, I know the crew. Just a bunch of uh, just loud, rowdy, little Jewish boys just, like, <laughs> passing controller around every time, you know, someone died, you pass it to the next guy. Of course. In uh, Mario 2, uh, do you have a go-to character? Uh, I liked playing as Toad. Yeah. Because I found it uh, very annoying to, like, not be able to pick stuff up or have it take a long time. Toad, that Toad is strong. I mean, but, that was... But, like, you want to win the game, you play as peach right yeah i guess it's it is always it's just fun to hear from people what character they prefer i think i'm also a toad head but i do like bouncing around to all the different ones in that game have you gone back to it at all uh yeah i played it uh like i i just moved uh, to a house and now i have space for my uh i would say fairly uh fairly large retro game collection so it's all it's all out of my garage uh and it's like i have nine systems set up at this point and yes. like two different surge protectors that i can like <laughs> swap out yeah uh, depending on like what era like for them i have an av a four av switch for like the old the old stuff that's to a crt and then the newer stuff is i don't have two crts yet but do we should definitely i mean i'm inviting myself over and we should definitely plan like some afternoon or some day where we just freaking game our little heads off absolutely love to have you up gosh yeah um, talk, talk about bonus content oh hell yeah <laughs> that'll be the that'll be the uh the patreon exclusive episode oh, so people can find you on patreon they can oh, uh oh, okay. funny that you that you ask um but were you about to say you've uh, played mario 2 in your retro setup yeah, recently? yeah i played i played that in the garage the games uh and it's i mean pretty much every game i'm like oh man I remember playing that, and I pop, pop it in, and it's like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of duds like that. It's hard there's to a, go back to a lot of games. There's a Nintendo game called POW that I remember playing, like, the arcade version of and, like, really enjoying, and then I put in the Nintendo, it's like, this is not the same experience. Oh, yikes. <laughs> it's very much not the same experience. Uh, so, like, that's why when the Super Nintendo came out, uh, like me and my brother were so excited. I remember the Hanukkah we got that, and we that was like the last night of Hanukkah we opened it up. We were like, yeah! 
Oh my gosh! Uh, what, what a time! And what 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 games? Okay, so there were three games we had at launch. I believe sure, it was Super Mario World. Super Mario World came with it, and then Pilot Wings. Yeah, F Zero. Uh, uh, no, I think it was Link to the Past, or did that, that come was, out later? That did come out, I think, the next year. Yeah, so it wasn't Link to the Past. I can't remember the other one. Hmm. Uh, but Pilot, I played so much Pilot Wings. Yeah, uh, so much Super Mario World. But that was the first system where me and my brother were like, "This is amazing because it's very close." to what it looks like in the arcade yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh Absolutely. like you know when mortal kombat came out we were like we have to get it very we were very upset that it it would they only had sweat and not blood yeah but <laughs> you know one system at a time kind of uh situation for a while so it was like nope can't get a genesis uh we did have some uh periods where you know overlapping usually it was like let's trade in this and get that but after the what was it my my dad got us a turbo graphics 16 whoa and then a turbo graphics uh, cd to go with it when that came out and so Dang. that was that was interesting because we got fighting street on it fighting street is the first street fighter game yes and man it, it was clunky it was weird uh i've seen all, it before all, all the fireballs and spinning kicks and uppercuts it felt so random yeah. like we didn't even know there was special moves on it until like that so we have this this 16 and then the super nintendo yeah and so street fighter 2 played it so much street fighter 2 and then street fighter 2 turbo when that came out nice yeah so pretty much it, it was great because we could you know play like at the arcade which was something we always loved uh and then go home and like practice and then go yes. back to the arcade and you know show try and show off you know totally what I mean? that's incredible um did you continue gaming after this era too? Were you like on the PlayStation or the N sixty four or the or the Saturn at that time? Yeah, the N sixty four never had a Saturn. Uh, we what we did was to get around it. We had a store in El Paso called Major Players, and Major Players was the dude. Big... I think, think I've been to that store before. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> every every city or town has one where it was <laughs> like uh you could like rent video games or like buy collectibles or pogs or like collectible training card game that kind of stuff uh i remember winning a pog tournament there one time that was a great moment how do you win a pog tournament well they had like two age groups and i was the top of like the youngest age group wow uh and it was like my first time actually playing but i'd seen it you know people playing at school and stuff uh and beginner's luck man i just tore through that tournament I should have introduced you as Pog Tournament Champion. Yeah, yeah. This has turned into a podcast. I'll I'll do like a voiceover that like a, a, a yeah. Demon, plug the a, Patreon one more time and then yeah. For sure. Introduce yeah. me as a Pog Tournament Bingo. Champion. But the major players would rent out uh, video game consoles, and so mm. like when we had like three day weekends or like we're off for like the high holidays because I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> uh like we would get we would like convince our mom to like rent us whatever was like the new system so we rented the dreamcast we would rent uh, we rented the neo geo a lot which like that is the 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 crown jewel in my video game collection right now is that oh, I, my I found i found like a neo geo aes home console uh and now wow. i just i just came in ooh 
This is a, a red hot alert. It just came in two days ago. Uh, cartridge only, English version, Super Sidekicks 2. Neo Geo AES cartridge. One is of the, the is that a rare best, one? smoothest playing soccer games of all time. Uh, it's not oh, like wow. extremely rare. Uh, I was able to find one on, on eBay pretty easy, but they're getting like less and less like you can't go to like a random garage sale anymore and be like, oh, hold up a Neo Geo cartridge and be like, $2 for this just old tech? Yeah, and it's like people some, know. Some of the Neo Geo games are just like like insane amounts of money. Like in the case, like 1200 bucks for this one game that isn't very good, but there's like yeah, so few left on the earth that they just like jack up the price. Jeez. Yeah, and I have Samurai Shodan too, the English version of Samurai Shodan too, which is one of one of the cleanest fighters. So that's a good game too. But I chose Super Street Fighter 2 because that's the one like me and my brother would duel at home. So many quarters spent just, you know, trying to play that. I love better. that. Yeah. Um so a couple I have a couple questions for you about yep. your gaming history before we uh eventually head to break. Um the first is, um, I would love to hear like an impactful game for for you from like the if you were still playing like the PS2, Xbox sort of era. Do you remember any games from there that like? Really oh yeah, I've, you? I've you know I played uh, you know my whole life. I've had at least one console like plugged in at any place I've lived. So yeah, Good. N64. We would do like N WCW versus NWO tournaments. Uh, GoldenEye was huge, of, of course. course. Mario 64. Uh, played a lot of that. Then uh, I, uh, yeah, Xbox, I remember we used to do four-player LAN parties at the house I lived in in college where, like, people would bring over, like, two people would bring over TVs. We had two yes. in the house. And we would just uh, have a, a router. You know, we had uh, four different rooms. We would have four. So there's no screen screen cheating anything like oh, that oh cool you didn't have to build uh, or, some or so not that's so people like could communicate with their team without being overheard by the other yes team. so like so you're playing no like 16 headsets. player halo one yeah oh boy and it was the, great and we had four people that had xboxes and we had uh a hundred foot like land cables snaking around like the the hallway and we had one tv we set up outside uh, that was the uh, smokers team. So if there was a team that <laughs> that had smokers on it, well, like, those four guys, you go outside of the backyard and play from there. But their chemistry wasn't great because was I went to college in a Arizona, so it was hot sometimes. Are but. you a a Sun Devil? No, I'm a Wildcat. Sun Devil suck. So sorry for even for mistaking that. Yeah. Um, were you there like when? I mean, you wouldn't have been there when Bibby was playing. That is way before you were in college. <laughs> I was about to ask Who, Mike, about Bibby? Mike Bibby. Yeah. Oh, I was like three years after dang yeah uh, so i was a terrible person but a great sacramento king oh yeah i was there uh andre Iguodala, richard jefferson lauren Whoa. woods channing fry uh michael wright eugene dang. edgerson there's some some really good players when what I was an there. era uh, luke walton was a player when i was in college. wow yeah head coach of the sacramento kings luke <laughs> yeah. walton <laughs> yeah NBA oh. champion. and then uh uh, I waited in line, like from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. for the release of the 360. 
Wow. That was that was the console that I probably like gamed hardest on. Hmm. Like serious, like, you know, I'm going to game. Yes. Because, oh, you know, yeah. the online edition, like being able to play online was huge for me. Just like being able to join a giant Halo 2 game mm-hmm. or uh, playing someone online like Madden or NCAA football. So, yeah, I did a, a lot of play on that 360. Uh, and then console. Guitar Hero and Rock Band came out, and I was Ooh, yeah. oh man, I played so much of that. That's around when I moved to LA when Rock Ooh. Band came out, and so I got the full set. And like uh, me and my comedy writing team, we would just like swap instruments and play. That was that was probably yeah the fondest memory. I had I had a PS one and a PS two, but I didn't play them nearly as much. Sure, those are more like I had a. a girlfriend at the time that played a lot of ps2 because she was into like uh role-playing games or turn-based stuff so enchanted arms was one on uh, 360 that she played uh again not a great game but she was yeah she played a lot of final fantasy and morrowind i can't remember that was ps2 or i think that uh, was uh 360 i think that was first or first first oh no it was first xbox yeah yeah it's Xbox original. Yeah. Because Oblivion was three. Oblivion, Oblivion and Skyrim were 360. Skyrim 360. Yeah. Oblivion. Yeah. She played a lot of that. I sort of got into it, but not really. Sure. Uh, and then I did walkthroughs for a blog for a while. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. So then I had to get a, a Wii for some of the games. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. And so I. I yeah. Dang. Yeah. So you've. You've been you've had a console plugged in forever is one of the things you shared with me. The last question I have for you about your history with gaming is um has there been a game the last couple of years that stood out to you that you had that was maybe impactful or you had the like best time with? Well, the uh, a big reason I'm such a video game fan is cuz I would, you know, uh go to the arcade and you know, with my brother and mm-hmm. like, you know, when you only have one other sibling there's like that's who you play video games with the most. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, remind me the question again. Yeah, I, I was lost asking, in, a, in a memory. Hey, you know what happens? Uh, I was asking you. Oh, the last there's... the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So so like video games is like the one the main not main way but like the fondest way me and my brother connect with each other whenever like one of us is in town. Uh, and so playing online has become a big thing and especially pandemic, we haven't been able to see each other in, you know, a year and a half before stuff started getting lifted. So, uh, pro evolution, pro evolution soccer 2020, uh, has been, uh, the one we played the most and they just shut down the servers on NK, uh, NBA 2K19. Uh, so we played that a lot too, but yeah, pro evolution soccer 2020. Uh, because like I said, Super Sidekicks 2, we used to play that all the time in the arcade versus each other. And then he got the mini SNK that he gifted to me. So yeah. we plugged that in and we played that. Uh, so now we can play it on like a, a home console when he comes over for New Year's. Uh, but yeah, so Pro Evolution Soccer 2020 would probably be like a game that the last couple of years I've played the most. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's like yeah I remember game. you mentioning that to me last year. I think when we were playing Fall Guys every so often, which was a... Yeah, Fall Guys is fun. Such a good... It was such an easy way to just also hop on and socialize, especially in the darkest, like, least social times of our lives. And you don't Uh, have to to concentrate until, 
like later in the rounds of Fall Guys when like two people are out and you're like, if I need to focus on this one mini game, then those two people can chit chat. <laughs> it's Absolutely. not like, you know, you're the only one out for very long. Truly. Uh, well, great. Well, thank you for sharing a, a little bit about your, you know, general history with gaming. Sounds like we could even have gone deeper because you've been playing so many games for so long. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you come over to the garage and then I can go through everything. Dude, it'll be quite the quite the event that day. Well, what we'll do now is we're going to take a quick break before we come back and talk all about your history with Street Fighter 2. So, Johnny, and, I guess I'll see you on the other side. And don't forget to check out Patreon.com. Slash Super NPC Radio. Radio. And you can find me, Connor McKay, and all of my nice, nice boys. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Of course, here to discuss Street Fighter 2 in any form we really feel like with Johnny Sforzbine. Johnny, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. You I wasn't so sure cool. after the break if you were going to allow my bad boy to, to continue to just roast this podcast. You know, lucky for you, Johnny, I kind of like a bad boy, so I couldn't just let you run off. Easy. Uh, okay, I'll chill take out. It, yeah, um, t- take it easy. All right, I'll <laughs> take it back a few notches. Uh, Johnny, like I told you before, uh, we before we dive in, to your personal history, I'm just going to share some brief history and context about Street Fighter 2. Um, and if there's any, like, bullet points For or... all the young kids out there that don't oh, no, remember it, there used to be these things called arcade cabinets, and they would house a monitor, and you would put quarters in. It used to be one quarter for a gameplay. Now, no. dollars <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like how parking meters used to used to be make sense to put change in them, and now that's worth like two minutes. Shame um, on you, Dave and Buster. You tell him, old man. Oh, uh, my back. Oh gosh, he's fainting because oh. his back is hurts so bad. Uh, all right, here I go, Johnny. Like I said before, too. Feel free to jump in. This is two pretty TLDR paragraphs, okay. but here we are. Street Fighter 2. Uh, it's actually pronounced Street Fighter 2, Connor. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, I'll give it another shot. Okay, try again. Uh, Street Fighter 2. Yeah, close. Oh, sweet. The World Warrior is a competitive fighting game developed by Capcom and originally released for arcades in 1991. It is the second in the Street Fighter series, as Johnny told us earlier. It was Fighting Street is the first one? Uh, that's what it was called uh, on the TurboGrafx CD, but mm. I think it was just called Street Fighter in the arcade. I never oh, okay. saw a cabinet. Uh, Fighting Street. Uh, I don't know what about that name is funny to me. It's probably just being aware of Street Fighter. They probably for just so flipped long. it for American audiences. Yeah, which good move. Um, it is the second in the series, as I said, in Capcom's 14th game to use whatever the heck the CP System Arcade System Board is. Well, so there's that. Uh, it improved on many of the concepts introduced in the first game and introduced an even wider selection of playable characters from all over the gosh darn world. Yeah, that's why it's called the World Warrior. There we are. Uh, it's not called the Neighborhood Warrior, is it? No. Okay, I, I thought so. <laughs> it's like Sesame um, Street fighting game, which should have come out by now. Oh, uh, Why don't we have that? Uh, this game, in fact, as Johnny said earlier, is largely credited with Shifting, well, he didn't say this, but he said something I'm about to share. This game is credited with shifting arcade competition to human versus human 
uh, instead of the previously sought after high scores, which, you know, remained uh, popular, but this was the first time that uh, it was more about playing against someone else. Yeah, and because of. I think Go like ahead. competitive is like the key word because like, you know, yes. like Pong was player versus player, but it was never like definitive, like, like competition, competition. It was like, oh, you got me. You won. Yeah, you totally. won six to four. <laughs> Good times. Uh, and this was like, I, I, I hit your other player until he's, he was done. He was passed out. <laughs> yes. Uh, very different. Much more. Unfortunately, Pong Agro, is pretty violent. Yeah. But this is a little more violent. Yeah, very uh, aggro. Um, aggro as heck. And because of its success, a series of updated versions of the game were released. There are so many. There's Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Johnny, the one that I actually own that I got with my Super Nintendo when I got it off eBay is yeah. I have Street Fighter 2 Alpha on my Super Nintendo. Mm, not a fan. Which I think is, I think is more of a PlayStation game, actually. Yeah, um, the, Al- the Alpha series is what I was like... Uh, uh, I forgot which one. Maybe it was Third Strike when they added parrying. Mm-hmm. I was done. I'm out. It's <laughs> <is> too much. <laughs> Com- wow. Combos like that's why I have Killer Instinct for. I don't need com- combos in <laughs> yeah in my Street Fighter soup. No, leave it out. Not for Johnny. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter Two, and this is uh, we're getting to what he shared uh, is regarded as one of the greatest video games of all time and the most important and influential fighting game ever made. Um, maybe we could touch on this a little bit. Uh, yeah, but you know, it, it's yeah, the other games you've had on the podcast, at, you know, similar influential. Yeah, we've you had know, some others. Kirby's like Avalanche that. was, you know, that's a crucial oh, game. Changed the gaming landscape as I don't know, know who it, picked one, but I read that and I was like, wow. That was our <laughs> dear friend, <laughs> uh, <laughs> dear friend and polite guest, uh, Nikki Osborne. Um, I love Nikki. And we'll have a new, actually, we're going to have our next episode after this will be another kirby game um but yeah this this really changed uh the genre and in in a way established it and ended up influencing you know many popularized the genre as well and influenced people to make versions of their own from here obviously we eventually get you know mortal Kombat's. i mean you could argue that smash stems from street fighter eventually we even get a couple street fighter characters in the smash series um, yeah, if you're doing like Mount Rushmore of fighting games ever, or fighting game series, you know Street Fighter Two is either at it, the top or top two. It has to be. Um, even as someone who has very limited history with it, it's it's undeniable. I wonder uh, what would be the four. Classic. I guess like if I'm counting everything, everybody. Are we? You know, are I'm, we I'm, maybe we'll pick one game from a. F- so like Street Fighter, like 2 I'm not be... a Smash fan, but the you know the it might be hard to ignore professional like video game competitions. Like wouldn't be where it is without Smash. So like yeah, I would have to include Smash, uh, Street Smash. Fighter series, Mortal Kombat series. I would say Street Fighter two, mm-hmm. maybe Mortal Kombat one. I guess you'd have maybe to. Marvel versus Capcom up there. See, it's tricky because it's like like I have Marvel versus Capcom two on Dreamcast, which is another oh. like, just super super clean game. We did that uh, one with Oscar Montoya. Yeah, that's no, I I uh, DM'd him as soon as nice. I got it. I was like, check out, check this out. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, but yeah, it's it Marvel vs. Capcom two is probably the best arcade to home console port ever. Mm. Wow, like it's just like so little is different. Yeah. That's incredible. But yeah, Street Fighter um, 2, Mortal Kombat 1. I don't know which Smash, but one of the Smashes. 
I would probably melee I didn't play or a ultimate. lot of it. Yeah, I've 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 been very familiar with that series, and it's probably probably melee, but ultimate is phenomenal too. And then um, four is wide open. You know, maybe you put, toss Tekken in there. You could, could you make could you make a case for Virtua Fighter or Soul Calibur? I don't know. Ooh, it would be fun to have a weapons fighter like Soul Calibur on there. What is um, the? I, I'm a big Bushido Blade fan, but that's nowhere near top four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't uh, know what what is the main like competition fighting game besides now? Smash now. I honestly couldn't Street tell Fighter, you. No? Street Fighter Five. Well, Street Mortal Kombat's still big. Hmm. Mortal Kombat 10 was huge, uh, but I don't, don't really play a lot of fighting games, so I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, you're a sweet boy. I'm a sweet boy who is a scalewood of fighting. Uh, Johnny, before we dive into your personal experience and history with this game, are, do you think there are any like main bullet points we've got to include about this thing before we dive in? I mean, if you haven't... it, it, it Like, arcades wouldn't have existed if Street Fighter 2 didn't come out like it was like kind of like on the way down and it just if if you had an arcade it needed street fighter 2 to survive yeah. uh it things it, it still if you go to any arcade if there's not a version of street fighter 2 there it feels incomplete yeah you know it's and you'll find it on like you know there'll be those multicades that have like a, a thousand games on it, and you'll find every version of Street Fighter Two on it. Every <laughs> every King of Fighters you'll find, but mm-hmm. uh, you'll also find like you know and just some weird versions that like have too many hyphenates or too many words on the end. Super yes. Street Fighter Two Hyper Turbo Tournament Championship Fighting Edition. <laughs> they'll just <laughs> smash them all together, and players are like just weird backwards and too fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> like three fireballs at once they'll really mod it up and make it weird but yeah man arcades uh you know back in the day it needed street fighter 2 yeah to be an arcade and still now like you go to a barcade it'll have a street fighter some sort of street fighter 2 they've gotta yeah um well thank you but yeah let's let's kick it off let's get into it what i want to start with is uh how did you discover this game was it something you Saw in the arcade? Was it something you tried out for the first time and were like, oh, this is fun? Where, where did that happen? Yeah, well, we, we would go to arcades all the time uh, mm-hmm. when we were kids. My grandmother, my bubby, uh, lived in an apartment that was across the street, across the parking lot, and then across the street to Thunderbird Lanes, uh, which was the bowling alley on the west side of El Paso. Ooh. And that arcade was amazing. It had so many oh. awesome games. I remember playing four-player games. Uh, like it had the two monitor X Men like uh, beat 'em up. That was great. Dang. Uh, I would always play as Nightcrawler, uh, and it had Sunset Riders, which is uh, an awesome game that I I have on the Super Nintendo now. But that was a fun like side scrolling shooter, and we would just go every time we were, you know went to Bubby's. It was like, can we walk to Thunbird Lanes and like go to the arcade? And so when Street Fighter yeah. Two popped up in that arcade, we we're like whoa what is this everyone (laughs) like you had to you know put the back in my day if you wanted to reserve a spot to play an arcade unit you would put a quarter up on the monitor and that would reserve your spot uh so you know you would put your quarter up wait for people and then you know get crushed by (laughs) someone older than you some teenager yeah but you Um, you keep going back to it man so yeah when it popped up there and then there was an arcade uh at the sunland park mall that we would always go to 
uh, called Tilt, and it had like the Ooh. the blue neon uh, sign. So Tilt. Cool. It's a lot like. It felt like the mall from like Stranger Things season yeah. three. Yeah, where it's just like totally. Yeah, and we. I remember playing a ton of like Mortal Kombat two there, but like Street Fighter two, you'd always go back to it. It would always be the one where it's like, you know, you, you would have to play it once before you left. Yeah. Did you have experience with fighting games before that? You may. Well, you said, talked about like karate. Champion. Karate Champ. Yeah, I played a lot yeah. of Karate Champ. Uh, there was a game at a place called Godfather's Pizza. That was another like pizza place we would always go to in El Paso. And it had uh, a game called Yurai Kung Fu, I believe it was called. That was like oh. an early fighting game. I played a lot of pro wrestling on NES, uh, like right. I mentioned before. Uh, but yeah, I like there weren't like what you would consider like fighting games that I could remember before there. Interesting. Uh, I. I I don't remember when it came out. I think it was after Street Fighter 2 was when all the Neo Geo fighters started coming out. Like okay. Fatal Fury, Art of Fighting, World Heroes, yeah. Samurai Showdown, and then later like King of Fighters and all the SNK stuff. So like, yeah, like 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 that Wikipedia paragraph you just read said like it was Street Fighter yep. 2 and then just everyone put out a fighting game. Yeah. To try and not really to compete with it because you couldn't because Street Fighter 2 was just <laughs> so clean and OG. Uh, but to at least get some like a cash grab at some of the people that were like, oh, I love Street Fighter 2. Maybe you play this fighting game that, you know, isn't nearly as good. <laughs> totally. Especially like when people are probably lining up and putting their quarters on the machine. You're like, well, I, maybe I'll instead of waiting for 30 minutes, I'll go play this other thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's like just I remember so many games came out in arcade that was just like it was like a row of fighting games just between yeah. Virtual Fighter and uh, Killer Instinct and uh primal rage which was just like like giant apes and gorillas and dinosaurs like <laughs> yes. fighting game yeah there's just what? so much what was it since i guess it was one of your the, the game in the genre that grabbed you do you remember what it was when you saw when like you first engaged with it that grabbed you yeah it was seeing like other people do like the special moves and thinking mm. like that's so cool like fireballs yeah. like you could shoot a fireball with a character and then like having to try and like perfect that little quarter circle motion like just keep pumping it in uh and then also being able to select eight characters was amazing you know because yeah. the most before that was like four or the x-men game was six but i can't remember when that came out but like being able to like choose your character and being able to like go back to the same machine and try and perfect a different character like mm. you know little kid me was like blanc is the best yeah <laughs> uh because like his special move is the easiest and also like it's annoying when you get zapped when he <laughs> turns electricity uh yes. but i always used to pick like third or fourth tier characters when i'm playing like a fighting game like pick picking a character to where if i beat my brother with the character like he feels like crap. <laughs> like so. Like I would always like he, play. Like as... he shouldn't lose to you when you exactly. choose this character. Yeah. Interesting. I, I chose like what the strategy. Main, the main three I, I would play as was Blanca, uh, Zangief, and then uh, Dalzum. Zangief. Yeah, Dalzum. I, I I feel like would be like uh, was my main at the time. But like trying if pulling off a spinning pile driver with Zangief at an arcade with people watching over your shoulder was huge like that yeah. is that is just amazing i'm forgetting that or just he, realizing as you're talking about it that they're like it was such a 
obviously just a completely different era and as far as arcades go but this game's popularity was so big that like people were waiting and watching and like everyone's trying to probably be the top person at this game yeah or at least like get better at it or it, it became like the the sometimes this street fighter 2 cabinet was like it was like a water cooler it was like you put your quarter up you would watch you would talk about it you would make a friend yeah. for like 30 40 minutes just from a stranger just like chatting about the the game or playing a close match against them or whatever and yeah it was just awesome and then e-honda that's... i played a little bit that would be the fourth i guess <laughs> e-honda a little bit yeah gosh that's uh that's incredible um so you're getting you and your brother are probably often going together to these places is that fair yeah. to assume yeah yeah so you're you're really diving into the world was this uh and then you eventually it comes out on the super nintendo yeah um were was that something that you were already so into the game that when it finally came out you were like we're getting this and the game has changed or yeah, how'd we, that go for well, you well we had subscriptions to uh like game pro and uh, electronic gaming monthly and Ooh. nintendo power so we knew when it was coming out and then Dude. we would go to like electronics boutique who was a store in the mall that had video games uh babbages or yes uh you know kb toys but you know you would call ahead of time and be like how many copies do you have like day it came yep. out or ask in advance like do you know how many copies you're gonna get on release day like is it worth it for me to spend my time to take a shot and go to this store as opposed to this store yeah but we we're kids you know it's like mom 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 we yeah. have to go right after school <laughs> yes. or else this is gonna be sold out because they could be gone anyway it could be gone i could you know uh oh uh. or like like you have to go like such just shitty kids we were. You have to go yes. before work. After you drop us off at school, you gotta go before you go to work. You gotta <laughs> get you gotta get the Mortal Kombat. Oh bless all parents in this uh, world. The worst. Well, you know, we were the worst. All, but, but that was a geez. game. I, I I if I remember correctly, that was like a, a release day. Gotta get. And they go oh, home absolutely. and they just rip the box, not realizing that a box copy is like worth three times as much. Gosh, back when they would make these beautiful boxes out of just fucking the most disposable cardboard yeah. that you would, that was probably made to be used as a uh, as like Tinder, you know? Yeah, just talk. like which I love a classic cardboard box, but they just breaks down so easy. Yeah. Um. Even the few that I have from my childhood now, like, are I have an ocarina box copy that i've my original one and the box is a little warped to where like i can't really just put it on its side it'll like fall over yeah you gotta get one of those like plastic shells to put the box in bingo yeah um they also sell like a lot of really cool the box art also on the super nintendo like street fighter 2 the original is it's not great (laughs) yeah it's like really like over stylized and the characters don't really look like they look Mm -hmm. in the game i think like chun li's like thighs are just like ridiculously like ham-sized even bigger than in the game which i actually crazy which i think hold on let me check let let me take a look at something real quick here uh no okay but i there's some fun facts i'll be sharing with you at the end of the episode about this game oh and their one I didn't include was how the designer of Chun Li like obsessed so much over making her legs perfect as to what I think they thought would be perfect to where it almost delayed the game <laughs> release because they spent so much time and on them anyway. Um, okay, so would you tell me about a little bit once you actually get this game at home? 
anything you remember about playing with your brother or yeah. just like the feelings that were going on? Yeah, he would f- fucking be real cheap about shit. You always pick Chun Li, and he was so cheap. What's your brother's name? Peter. You hear that, Peter? It's oh, all he knows. Out. He knows. He picks the cheapest characters. Every time we play a soccer game, he picks Argentina because they have like amazing stats, and our dad uh, was Argentinian. But he would always play like Chun Li and Ken and Ryu. He never picked any of the shitty characters I always picked, and I couldn't pick the characters he picked because if you remember in the original Street Fighter Two. You couldn't pick the same player. Yes. Mm-hmm. You could, you'd have to be a different... It would be so a race. As soon as this character select screen would pop up, it would be a race to get to that box. Who can select one of those first? Yeah. Uh, that's... It's so funny, th- just the way that you you see it from your childhood. I, I love that. He always picked the cheap characters. And then when the championship edition came out, that's when he got real cheap. Because then I was like, okay, I'll learn how to play Balrog. He would always pick Vega. And it's impossible to play against someone that, that, that plays as Vega. And, and These are the bosses. The uh, Yeah. You Sagan, and then you got M. Bison, and then you got Balrog, and then you got Vega. And he always picked yes. Vega or Chun-Li. And I would try and, you know, play as Balrog or Zangief, and I would get destroyed. So then and I would have to be like, okay, I'll pick Guile one time. Kick his ass, because as soon as I picked the character that could... You know that was any like good at all. I could very <laughs> easily beat him. He would get mad, and then he stop playing. The Peter thing sucks. You're ta- like <laughs> the, this idea that you're talking about, I feel like still lives in competitive games like this. Like I even playing Smash with people, I'll be like, well, I mean, this is kind of friendly, right? So or like I'll I'll choose a crappier character, one I don't know so super well, and I'll really earn it. But then. When it's go time, I'm like, no, I'm choosing Link from Breath of the Wild, and I'm unloading everything I have. So <laughs> yeah, if it's... there's any money or like tournament involved, there's like what, like five characters that people pick yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. They and know then... the optimized characters with like the best frames and all that stuff. Yeah, I was um, I was uh, reading about like the best team to play as on Marvel vs. Capcom two, mm-hmm. and there's like of the top six combinations, there's like none of them that don't have like. Magneto, Storm, or Sentinel. And Interesting. Then there's yeah. like a, it like competitive Marvel vs. Capcom 2. There's what? Like 56, 58 playable characters in that game. There's like f- 45 that no one ever picked yes. in any like competitive tournament. That is something like that real. I would say is as someone who only very, very loosely has like knows or follows any competitive fighting stuff now. Mostly Smash stuff to be honest. Um when I, that is the bummer about it. That no matter what game is being played, there are only a handful of characters that are like worth playing at that high level. But it's fun. I think someone broke through in Smash Ultimate recently, playing with like it's not Piranha like, Plant, but some other character, Mister Game and Watch, or some of that. I Something, can't even remember which version of that. Yeah, it was some like more obscure character that's not so mainstream for that scene, but it was cool. Uh. And also for you, I want to know what felt cheap. Was it that they were just easier? They had better moves. What do you? What does that mean to you? Well, Chun Li specifically, she had the thing where she could like pop on your head with like one foot and then bounce mm. off the edge of the screen and do that. And then the the rapid kicks that was also like yes. you know trapping the corner. But the the worst thing in the world is like getting tapped on the head. And then they bounce off the screen and you're going to go do like an uppercut 
mm-hmm. and then she comes around the back and does that little throw to the ground that mm. for some reason either is or feels so much faster than any other throwing motion yeah you know just throws you against the corner of the screen and then does rapid kicks and then bounces off the wall and like taps you on the head and then throw it's just just so annoying to not be able to play sure the whole reason you. you play a video game is to play and so when you that is playing against someone or a character playing someone that like doesn't let you play mm-hmm. that's that's what i think is cheap that's not fun i i do hear you on that i i think it's it is fascinating to me when people can find exploits like that but they're in games i've definitely experienced stuff like that where you're like okay this isn't fun anymore because this exploit this exploit here has almost like made it there's like no competition. Yeah. So or Ve- I do hear you. In Street Fighter uh, 2 Championship Edition with Vega, like when Vega will just like pop up and like crawl on that chain link fence <laughs> behind it. You can only play like Vega in like one, like I can't even remember. I haven't played that in so long. Can you play Vega in another level and just not be able to do that climbing thing? Is no it only idea. in this, the level in Spain? It's his. Wish I could tell you. But he jumps on the wall and climbs and then goes off the screen. Off the screen, this character goes. So you can't see. <laughs> and then comes down on you and you're like, the timing has to be so precise. But the animation of Vega crawling on that screen takes like five, six seconds real time where no one's actively doing anything as a player. Yeah. You're getting ready for the move to happen. That's cheap. That's annoying to purposely pick a character that takes away... You know, every time they do that move, it takes six seconds off of the counter because there's mm-hmm. a time limit in the game. Yep. That's and it's annoying. either a KO or whoever has the most health when the timer runs out. I, so hated, that... I hated winning or losing on the health bar. Yeah. It felt that so, is... it felt like a draw, like a tie. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing looking back that there was even a timer. I mean, I guess you want it to end and so that's a way to force it, but... um. Okay, uh, I love hearing about you and your brother playing. Do you remember, like, did that pay off for you to train against each other and then go to the arcade, or was it? Any I don't remember ever being like yeah. super successful in the arcade, but I remember us fighting a lot at home because <laughs> we were annoyed at each other, kick each other, throw the controller at each other. That checks out. Uh, and incredible. that's where back that back then the controllers had wires, so you could swing it around. And then hit your brother with it. Well, some controllers have wires. I think they're familiar. No, but I... everything is floating now. All the controllers floating. are floating. They float in the air. Grandpa. Or, or <laughs> you need a goggle to wear it. And then you're blind, but you're waving around two white things in your hands. It's talking about Beat Saber. Uh, it's, it... I think it's called Meta. Metaverse. Oh, no. He's from the future, and it's all even more bleak than you can imagine. Yeah, I survived COVID. I can survive the Metaverse. Well, I sure hope so. Um, I do have a few more questions with you about your experience at this game. Uh, one of those being, uh, you talked about uh, enjoying using, you know, some like secondary characters and learning the big moves. But like anything else about the game that stands out to you, whether it's the characters, the music, anything you want to highlight? There was one thing that I thought was like really cool, like had to do when you were playing it, which was whatever object was like on the side of the stage like like there's an oil can on like ken's like by the dock (laughs) yes stage and i think there's a box there's a car one 
Uh, no, you're thinking the bonus stages. I'm talking like in the match. Oh, Like on okay. the side, there's like breakable objects. But really, they just flash and show like a bent animation and then fall uh, out of screen. Yeah. I always wanted to like do an extra throw so I could smash that object. Yes. That's yeah. so – that's a really funny detail there. Yeah, but the car, um, the cars uh, and then the bricks – those are the yeah. two bonus stages, I think, of Street Fighter 2. I don't know if they changed for other versions. Hmm. Uh, I also remember, like, playing Mortal Kombat and being, like, when it got to test your might, like, really trying super hard button mashing that guy. Totally. Uh, do you have, like, a favorite stage? I know you named some characters that you challenged yourself to use, but do any characters or moves stand out to you? Uh, I like I like uh, Balrog stage. Because mm-hmm. I like casinos, and that had like a cool like. Of course, this is what Japanese people think Las Vegas is. <laughs> this is what Americans are, because like that was one of the. I guess there's three American stages, right? There's Guile. Are there three American? There's Guile on the air base, which feels very Top Gun, and then there's Cannons oh, by yeah. the Dock, and then Balrog would be the the other one, the the casino one with like there's a car parked outside the casino. It's just like yes. some hot rod. <laughs> so we've got Top Gun on the waterfront and then Casino literally yeah. represented in this game. But I think like if I had to pick one one stage if I was like doing stage select and like I had to pick one to do over and over, it would uh, mm, I want to say Dalton because that's a fun one with mm-hmm. the elephants. Chun-Li, the Chun-Li one is very good cuz there's like an old guy in the background cheering on. Yeah, <laughs> like a chicken in a cage. Remain the old guys holding the chair. I gotta play it again. I just replayed it, uh, like leading up to this podcast. Yes, uh, I beat it once as Dalsim and I beat it once as Guile, and both of their their endings are pretty much the same. Where it's like I'm going home to my family. <laughs> <laughs> I've been away for two years. I'm going home to my family. The the Guile one, especially, he's about to like kill M Bison, and for some reason. His wife and child like come come in and be like, "Don't do it, honey. Just come back home to us and be a happy family guy." I would have turned around and be like, "Honey, what are you doing in Thailand? <laughs> you brought have, our, you, our three-year-old daughter you, all the way to Thailand. Have you been here the whole time to watch me murder oh, this evil guy? I was doing this to go back to you. If I knew it was this easy, you spent thousands of dollars on a plane ride to Thailand. You sold the house." Uh, we live in USA somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> How long does it take to get there from Florida or wherever Gal's from? God, definitely seems like a Florida. He gives off Florida vibes for sure. Yeah. Uh, Texas. Awesome. Um, well, Johnny, um, as before I in- have some like fun post-show segments that I present to you, I did want to leave a chance for you to either uh, maybe share about something that you – if there's anything you missed about your experience with this game, or do me a favor and put a bow on what Street Fighter 2 means to you. Yeah, I think Street Fighter 2 is, it's like the video game equivalent of like, like home cooking for me. Hmm. Where it's just like, I, I can hmm. pick up any kind of controller and... Like, I know Street Fighter 2. I know yes. I can, like, have fun, play against anyone, and be slightly competitive unless they're, like, a tournament mm-hmm. player. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's what it is. It's, like, comfort food. Video game comfort food. That's that's Street Fighter 2. And this, you know, I encourage anyone, go to a barcade or a regular arcade if they even exist now. Uh, go to Dave, uh, Dave & Buster's. Dave & Buster's might have one. Go to a, a bowling alley, you know. 
somewhere and just sit and play Street Fighter 2 for a while. It's just it's just fun. It's easy and it's fun, but it's like it can be complex and competitive. Uh, yeah, it's like a perfect it's a perfect game. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on here to discuss it. It's great to you know, there's there are a million amazing games. There's so many we still haven't talked about on the show, but uh, I'm glad we could finally get into give this one love. So thank I mean, you, it's Johnny. no minish cap. Well, you know, uh, I've heard that's a great one, but I didn't get to play it this year. That was old Jeremy Schmidt's job. You know, um, for the, the being such a huge Zelda fan, you really haven't played a ton of them. I've, How many I've have played, you have you played? Like two? <laughs> I played eleven of them, but there are like seventeen or eighteen, so I'm barely over halfway. What you uh, need to do is you need to get one of those CDIs. Oh, to play 3D, the CDI play games. that like really bad one. Yeah, absolutely are not. I'm never gonna play those. Um, but Johnny, thank you again. Uh, I do have some fun post show segments for you. The first of which is the fact me by your game segment, where I'm going to share with you some fun facts about this game. It could be anything from development history to Easter eggs. Oh, so this so isn't a go. quiz. You're just going to fact me. Yeah, okay. no quiz. I'll, some people, sometimes people are like, "Oh, I'm not ready for that." And it's like you don't have to be ready for anything. I love uh, quizzes. Oh uh, well, sorry. Johnny, I'll pretend these are questions anything. to see if I can interrupt you with the answer. <laughs> All right, great. Well, the first one I have is titled Body Specific Damage. This actually comes from Games Radar, solid gaming website. Uh, and yes, uh, anatomy specific damage was at one point during development a feature of Street Fighter 2, um, where depending on where you struck an opposing character, that would have different effects, such as, you know, the amount of damage, but also uh, how a character could even have like knockback or something um unfortunately this was obviously not included uh in the game and in fact to this day in fighting games is a is only ever used if it's used at a very minimal level because it just expands your range of possibilities to almost to almost be infinite where it's like way too much for a game to actually like have to like uh prepare for to animate and and all of those sort of things. Yeah, um, it just it makes it feel too complicated sometimes where it's just like, oh, the first kick of the game and now I can't jump anymore. <laughs> yes. Uh I guess Street uh excuse me, Soul Calibur and Fighting Vipers, which I don't know what the hell Fighting Vipers is, uh have experiment with armor breaks, mm. um, which it obviously it's like a character's armor breaking down yeah. during a battle. Um the second one that I have for you is called teleporting rocks hmm. this also call this also comes from game Ra- games radar they came in clutch with both facts on this episode and they, have you ever noticed a rock on the ground and i think it's uh it's what's that character's name uh so this is a quiz this is the well now it's becoming a <laughs> quiz because i forgot the character's name there's so there's e honda dalsim blanca it's not blanca is there one that starts with an s uh, Sagat or Sagat? I can't. I don't know. I'm yes. Yeah, that's the, the the second one in Thailand. Yes, the other one. Yeah, there is a rock on the stage there, um, and apparently, uh, it's it's not something you can actually interact with. But every almost every time you play that stage, um, there's not like infinite places that it will be when you start. But there is one spot that players would use to know where they could. Uh, start a certain move. For example, 
and so and be and to prevent players from just camping in an area and and doing a move over and over because they know that's where the rock is mm. on the frame um it, uh they ended up just moving it around uh, a few different locations i don't think it's like infinite mm, but interesting. um it uh i think according to this fact during development, one of the programmers noticed that the rock's position could be used as a landmark, indicating where to start reuse corner trap combo. Mm. Um, and to fix this, they randomized the pebble's position so it could be moved back and forth between matches. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but that was a thing that they were worried about. Good um, facts. Great facts. Uh, that'll do it for the Fact Me by Your Game segment, and I'll lead you into the final one. Johnny, the Game Recommendations segment. Now... This is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name because I'm treating Street Fighter 2 as your passionate summer love that you had, knowing full well that at some point you're going to move on to a different game. And so I have recommendations based on uh, your relationship, well, really me coming into this episode, the game Street Fighter 2. Uh, so anyway, I will go ahead and lead you into those. The first one is if, is if Johnny... What you hold most dearly to your heart about this game is that it's a genre definer. And you want to play another game that defined a genre, this time for racing. I'll go ahead and throw out Outrun, which is a game from the year 1986. I have it. <laughs> there you are. Uh, I think so, I have it on Master System. <laughs> I love it. So an older game, but There's- another... But sort of, you know, kicked off uh, at least, you know, a lot of modern racing. I remember uh, playing that one in the arcade, too. That yes. was uh, the Outrun cabinet was right next to the Afterburner cabinet. It's another wow. awesome one. Did you do you know Afterburner? I don't. That's the one where no. you're like a Top Gun, like Harrier jet. But it had like the what's it called the pilot navigation stick. controller. Yes. It was dope. Dude, speaking of pilot navigation, Johnny, have you ever played Star Wars Rogue Leader? It's a it's a GameCube game, so you probably have. Yeah, no, I have not. Or did you play Rogue Squadron on the N sixty four? No, after Shadows of the Empire, I was kind of off uh, Star Wars games until Battlefront. Fair, that sucks because that seems to be the other ones are pretty great. Uh, yeah, no, like Knights of the Republic, I never played. Oh, I want to play that. Yeah, someday. it's coming then, to Switch. Oh, I played. Uh, there was a fighting game, Masters of like Terra Sky. I think I remember playing that one on like amazing PlayStation One or something like that. Wow. Uh, anyway, you were talking about yeah, like the, ahead, yeah. the the plane fighter like the cockpit pov and like yeah. in this amazing star wars game on gamecube you can there's like a button that you press where instead of being the third person view it's like that view anyway cool. um the second rec that i have for you is if johnny you need a game that's got reps from countries all across the world competing for greatness this actually hits a couple of your interests, uh, another one being soccer, and that is FIFA 06 Road to the World Cup. Ah, yes. I don't have that one, but that that one's a good one. It's a, it's a classic. Shout out to Leonard Smith Jr., who uh, talked about it on the show over a year ago. Um, I have, I, you made me realize that I have so many soccer games now. You're a soccer Just guy, Just between Johnny, Pro Soccer and Super Psychics. Yeah, World Championship talked about Soccer 2 on Genesis. You were texting me about Super Mario Strikers, which is a huge Oh, one. I love that one. That, um, that's I have charged. That's the, the Wii version. Oh, yes. As opposed to the GameCube version, yeah. That's awesome. The final one that I have for you, Johnny, is if you want to play the best game featuring a Street Fighter character, oh. well, I'll go ahead and recommend to you 
Super Smash Brothers 4 for the Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> I, I probably never play that. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I don't want to spend money on a 3DS. That's uh, well, you absolutely should, and you know uh, it's the best Street Fighter a game featuring Street Fighter characters. I don't think anyone would argue that, even better than the one you talked about. So uh, <laughs> that'll do it for your recommendations, Johnny, and that'll actually bring us to the end of the show. So uh, I've got some plugs I'm going to do, and I want to hear plugs from you if you've got anything you want to share. Just but before thanks you for go doing into this, the plugs, dude. you're going on record as the best game featuring a Street Fighter character is a Smash Brothers game. In fact, it's Smash 4 on the 3DS. <laughs> okay. Not even Smash Ultimate, okay. which is by and large considered a way better game. Call, uh, call me by your lame. Wow. Okay. This is the last <laughs> episode of the show. See? Um, yeah, I got you to break. Yeah. He, you know what? I'm you, upset that you, you did, but it. Sweet little cracker. That's me. Um, Johnny, thanks for doing this. This is so fun to chat games for you. Well, you're you. welcome. I, oh, okay. Okay, man. Uh,. I look forward to invading your home and playing games with you hopefully soon. Yeah, we're going to have a fun time. Is there anything that you want to plug on your way out? Uh, You can follow me on social media at JJS Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Yeah, besides that, I'm just washing my hands, wearing a mask. (laughs) So proud of you. Just got my booster shot. Ooh, how was the recovery from that? Oh, not booster shot, booster seat. I'm sorry. Oh, you I got a booster was, seat. Is that for your child? Or no, for... it's for me. So I, I feel like more of a big boy at the dinner table. It hey, raises me um, up a little bit. Whatever, whatever gets you there, pal. Uh, well, I'll include some links to your socials, and I'll probably I'll tag you in these posts. So uh, yeah. it's coming Wednesday when this comes out. Yeah, and Connor, um, I, I just want to say uh, just before the plugs again, uh, oh, yeah, sure. you should really consider changing your mind and getting vaccinated. I know that you <laughs> you're very much against. Uh, you call it Fauci's poison, but it's safe. <laughs> just at least just get your first dose. It's enough time has gone, Connor. You know what? Uh, it's crazy that me, someone who worked for a company for nine months this year, that was sole purpose was getting the vaccine out to people and required us to be vaccinated by the end that I snuck through the cracks. Well, it's one of those, you know, the highest rate of any profession of smokers is doc- it's like doctors and nurses, medical professionals. That's true. The same thing you did with the vaccine. Get vaccinated, Connor. Well, you know what, John? I think you've convinced me today. Your one fan somewhere wants you to get vaccinated. Fine. I'll go ahead and uh, get vaccinated, all because you asked me to, Johnny. Uh, Good. Thank you for doing a service. Um, Well, I'll close this out with some plugs of my own. Uh, The cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You should follow him and check out his awesome work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J. A Y. You should check us out at Johnny's favorite gosh darn website, patreon.com slash super NPC radio. I just told you about the Zelda Games Club that we wrapped up. We had our finale episode. We also, at the at every tier, you get super NPCs at a weekly show hosted by me and Jeremy Schmidt. We just had July Diaz on to rank our favorite Zelda games and then have a definitive ranking that totals all of ours together. Except and- except the eleven that you haven't played. Except the 11 I have, haven't played. Um, at, there's also a monthly episode of this show, the Call Me By Your Game co-op episode, where I sit down with a group of people in a roundtable-style format discussing a classic. Coming up this month will be Metroid Dread, the recent Metroid release on Switch. A classic, a just a, a classic. An it's, instant classic. Yeah, it's been out say. two weeks. It's a, it's classic. Get it's, older uh, people on your podcast. Never. Have them talk um, about older games. 
I absolutely well that's mostly all I do. <laughs> um this show is produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You should check out his show, Video Games, a comedy show. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. And I've been actually, can you believe it, listener? I always say that I'm trying to get back to streaming. Well, I've done it this week. I streamed three times and I've been playing some GameCube games, Metroid Prime, which we talked about earlier, at twitch.tv slash cons, C-O-N-Z, is cool 69. That'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one. More more like balls me by my face. Hey! 